Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the new 4K version of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. If you want to hear a mostly spoiler-free review of the movie, I did a theatrical review back when it was released in theaters. This will get a little spoilery because I just watched it on home video and I can talk about all that stuff now. It's been out for a few months. It's been on Disney+. Plus. You can watch it there. Anyway, what I noticed more in this time seeing the movie and fairly fresh, um, and I mentioned this in the original review, This plays out a lot more like a Doctor Strange comic than the first movie did, although the first movie was very good. All the craziness, the chaotic nature of jumping through different uh, dimensions and uh, just some of the weird stuff that happens, a lot of people have attributed to Sam Raimi, but no, I think Sam Raimi was just executing Doctor Strange the way Doctor Strange should be executed. Um I have not read modern Doctor Strange comic books. I'm basing what I'm saying on, I grew up with Doctor Strange. Um, I pretty much got into him very early on. He came out when I was a baby. Um, But as I got into comics, I gravitated towards the dude that could do magic and go to different dimensions. It was more interesting than the rich playboy who was kind of drunk and a womanizer who wore a suit of armor. Um, I've said before, I wasn't really into... DC Universe. I was into Marvel, not really knowing the difference back then. Now it's kind of obvious. But anyway, so the short version is, should you pick this up on home video? And I'm all about picking things up, having a hard copy if you enjoy the movie. This was your cup of tea. This is a great home video presentation. Um, I can highly recommend it, hands down. That's the short version. So the movie does play out more like a a Doctor Strange comic originally did. Uh, You know the storyline it's carrying on from not only the last Spider-Man flick, but also the Wanda television series. Uh, As I said, we're going to get a little spoilery here. So we start off in an alternate dimension with a different Doctor Strange trying to help America Chavez, a new character they're adding, and I thought she was great through the entire movie. Um... There's only one of her in the multiverse because she can travel easily through the multiverse without you know, magic or special powers. That is her special power. She doesn't think she can control it, but by the end of the film, you know, it's one of those kind of things. Um, funny how a little bit of this arc echoes in Thor Ragnarok because we, well, I don't want to get into spoilers for another movie either. But anyway, Um As far as the home video presentation, there's been a lot made. Disney talked about making IMAX enhanced. Is that what they're calling it on Disney Plus streaming? I've watched a few of them. People are confusing enhanced for IMAX for IMAX. Um, The new Jordan Peele movie knows a lot of it in IMAX. Um, Christopher Nolan uses IMAX cameras, films a lot in IMAX. Um, the Transformer movies, few others. Um, it For a long time, it was, this movie has eight minutes of IMAX footage. This movie has 10 minutes of IMAX footage. This movie has 20 minutes. Now we're shooting almost entire films in IMAX, so there's that. Um, I guess IMAX has gone digital. IMAX is a bigger frame, um, and originally in science museums and stuff where the first IMAX theaters were, it was more of a square format, a 4 by 3 kind of thing. Um, 
And as movie companies were trying to come up with other ways to make their movies events, they started with Harry Potter and a few other Transformers, IMAX enhancing their movies and putting them in IMAX theaters, basically adjusting the aspect ratio so it would fit the IMAX theaters better. In modern times, we've seen, like Zack Snyder said, he wanted to show his latest Justice League in IMAX theaters, so he cropped it or whatever, shot it full frame. Um, and then it was cropped for home video and, and theatrical releases. Now that everybody has a widescreen TV, I don't know how important it is to have that tall aspect ratio. Yes, I thought Justice League looked pretty good, but so long way around back to Marvel movies on Disney Plus are not actually IMAX movies. They're adjusted for IMAX and to fill your screen better. I mean, that doesn't make it clearer, better, anything. It just makes it fill up your screen more. To me, if the movie was originally shot wide, like 2.39 or something like that, and then you make it 1.78 or 1.85, well, you're cropping off parts of the ends there. How much you care about artistic intent as far as Marvel movies go is up to you. But I like to think that they pay these cinematographers and directors a lot of money to compose these shots. I want to see it how it originally was in the theater. How I saw it in the theater is how I want my home video releases. So there's some people who, there's a whole section of the internet that complains about everything. Oh, I can't believe it's not black enough or, you know, whatever. I, I don't get it. Um, people complain that, well, we didn't get the IMAX enhanced version on the 4K. None of the movies really... You know, there's been a few 4Ks released where the aspect ratio switches when you get to IMAX footage. They did that on a few Blu-rays back in the day as well. Um, Disney hasn't really done it with the Marvel movies. I don't think they need to. Um, if the movie was shot in IMAX, then show me IMAX footage. That's what I liked about the Transformer films. As bad as the movies were, they were shot very well, and they had a lot of IMAX footage, and the Blu-rays and the 4Ks would go to IMAX aspect ratio when they would show IMAX footage. So I don't know how much of Doctor Strange, if any, was shot in IMAX and that it's IMAX enhanced on Disney Plus. It's basically to get you to watch the stream, right? It fills your screen more. But I really enjoyed the 4K presentation because you got it super wide the way it was shot. The HDR, uh, my Dolby Vision lights lit up, looks fantastic, especially when Wanda's using magic and stuff. Really bright, specular highlights. The reds in the movie when she's in her universe or she does a wave of her magic, it's just this really deep red that, I don't know, TVs didn't really show this kind of red before without some kind of clipping or noise in it. And it's just really robust, this rich red. Um, there's some cool purples, some other, you know, specular highlights when we go through the different dimensions. That's pretty spectacular. Um, I'd almost wish they would slow down those scenes. I would like to spend another half second in each one of those little universes they pop through. This is why this movie will play out really well um, on rewatches because you'll catch little things. So I saw it in the theater and I avoided watching it on Disney+. Plus. I popped it in a little bit and watched it in that aspect ratio so I could compare it to this 4K when it came out. The 4K just came out this week and I really, I got it on Monday. It was, it came out on Tuesday. My pre-order came in on Monday and I really, it's taken a whole week to get around to this review. I just haven't had time, but I watched it yesterday. So it's fairly fresh. I really enjoy the movie. Um, second time through, even better. I mean, I enjoyed it. I walked out of the theater and went, great sequel. 
Yeah, it continued it. It felt like a Doctor Strange movie. It also feels like a continuation of Wanda and the introduction of a new character. It really does, like most Marvel movies, it satisfies quite a few storylines and things going on in the film. Um, I'd like a little bit more Wong. I'd like a little bit more uh, Doctor Strange, really. We get, yes, we get an overabundance of Doctor Strange, but we get multiple Doctor Stranges. And a lot of people have talked about the two... um, uh, after credit scenes, the one with Bruce Campbell, I like. I I, th- I'm, I think it's going to be cool that he's going to pop up in other movies like Stan Lee. I'm still ho- pulling for Deadpool to take take Stan Lee's place as popping up in movies and saying things. Um, well, the first scene, the movie ends with Doctor Strange. All of a sudden, he's got this third eye, and and obviously it pains him, and that's how the movie ends. And it's oh my god! And then they go into credits, and then all of a sudden he's cool and he's walking down the street and. You know, this new character appears and says, let's go. And she cuts a hole in the dimension there. And he pops open his third eye and says, let's go. And it's like, okay, how do we get from one to the other? I I, I know these scenes are, but that seemed awfully close. Usually when we see a scene uh, in the mid credits or whatever, it's like, oh, I don't really know how that how that relates to what's going on. And yes, definitely, we don't know how this relates. But yeah, he goes from, I don't think he knows what his third eye is to, um being able to use it, I guess, with her. Nice to have Charlize Theron in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. So, criticisms. I have a lot less on this second time. I, They try and do a little too much, but the movie would be less exciting. I don't know what you would cut out of it. Um, it's interesting how they handled the, the love story with Christine. Being a big um, Doctor Strange fan, I knew it wasn't going to end... Um, as we all hoped, because other things happen. Cue the new character that you saw at the end. That's going to be a thing, by the way. Um, all in all, I think it's a great home video release. If you're a fringe fan of Marvel, I suggest collecting them all. I'm sure this Disney Plus thing is going to go on forever, but still, I like having a hard copy. Well, a friend of mine the other night, um, we had sporadic internet here on the Paternal. It may have been statewide, actually. And my buddy was like, yeah, I'm usually excited to go home and figure out what I'm going to watch. But tonight I was like, I'm not even going to try the internet. I'm like, yeah, I have discs. That's why I buy discs. I don't have to worry about the internet. I just pop a disc in and I watch it and I don't have any problems. I like that. Um, Not to mention the fact that discs push more data than the stream ever could. You get better sound, you get better picture. So I didn't mention the Dolby Atmos mix, which by the way, you do have to turn it up a little bit like most Disney mixes, but not quite as much as you've had to. And it is quite a, to use this word a second time in the review, a very robust Dolby Atmos mix. A lot of surround sound, a lot of overhead, a lot of spaciousness. We're flying through different dimensions. People are using magic. People are flying. Things are flying around cities. This is a very active Dolby Atmos mix and shows off your home theater quite well. It's going to be one of my favorite home video releases of the year, if nothing else, because it's one of my favorite movies of the year. But um, I don't think it's high art. I think it's a Marvel movie. And as Marvel movies, it kind of sits mid-level for me. But it also, I like it. What this whole phase four represents to me is Marvel taking chances. Not all the chances have worked. Eternals. I mean, watching Eternals the second and third time liked it a lot better than I did the first time. Most critics didn't like it the first time. Um, But some of what they're doing with the TV shows and some of what they're doing in the movies, they're trying some new things. Spider-Man knocked it out of the park. Um, Thor is pretty close to knocking it out of the park. 
Doctor Strange is pretty close to knocking out of the park, and they're trying some different things. We can get a little bit darker. We can get a little bit weirder. I'm all about that. Do some original stuff. We're going to have some stuff for kids. We've got Ms. Marvel going on in Disney Plus right now, so that's fine. Um, there's no reason why the Marvel Universe can't be varied. So many people have complained, all the movies are alike. Now that they're not, we're getting complaints that, well, it was too weird. It was too this. Well, what do you want? You want them to be all be cookie cutter, or you want them to take some chances to do some different things? Ballsy to pick up Sam Raimi to do a, to, to do a Doctor Strange. I thought he'd be a perfect choice, and he was. So the movie for me gets about a four out of five. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a perfect Doctor Strange movie. I, we spent a lot of time with Wanda. Not really what I bought a ticket for, but I thought it was well done. Um, but overall, it felt more like a Doctor Strange comic book than the previous movie or any of his other appearances in the other movies. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is definitely should be on your shelf if you own other Marvel movies. This one's going to be integral into the events of what's going on in this particular part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we all know that we're building towards Doctor Strange leading the Avengers. I think that's where it's headed. Um, That's what happens in the comic books when Iron Man's not around. So we'll see what happens. But two thumbs up for this home video release. I'm glad it's in the collection of my having all of the Marvel movies on Steelbook. Uh, So far, so good. Please, Best Buy, put up that Thor pre-order so I can get that out of the way and not have to worry about it. Scott Hamilton, I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and listening to this podcast. Have a spectacular one. Thank you.